0: Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. Retirement researcher frustrated at reverse mortgage reluctance. August Heckam endorsements fall by 14% and is the housing market returning to normal these are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of september 20th you're listening to Heck'em world weekly the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage profession the motley fools robert brokamp interviewed joffrey sazenbacher He's an economist with the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, and they discussed the macro trends in retirement. And here are just a few excerpts from the interview. Brokamp asks long-time listeners know that one of my go-to sources for academic research into financial independence is the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. The center also created the National Retirement Risk Index, a measure of the percentage of Americans that will be able to maintain their standard of living once they leave the working world. Let's start with the National Retirement Risk Index. What is it, and what is it saying about retirement preparedness in America nowadays? Sassenbacher answers, The index shows that about half of people are at risk of not having enough wealth to maintain their standard of living once they retire. Brookham: theoretically, another solution might be to use home equity, especially since many Americans have more in home equity than they have saved in their 401k. But how often is that used, as a retirement resource and should it be? Sassenbacher, yes. First approximation, never. I think it's very rarely used. I think that it's always worth noting as much as we talk about the stock market and as important as it is for retirement, probably a third of workers have nothing in retirement accounts. Probably another third don't have that much. So their house is by far the largest asset they have for retirement. Sansenbacker added for that bottom, really 70%. The house is really important. The main two ways, I guess, that people can access the house, or maybe three ways. One is downsizing. So people go from the house they had in their 30s, 40s, and 50s and downsize into a smaller house and pocket the profit. That is somewhat uncommon. People are really attached to their house. I gave a talk in Newton, Massachusetts. It was at a senior center, and it was about these three options. So one is downsizing, one is doing a reverse mortgage, and one is doing something called a property tax deferral, where you just basically are using your home equity to pay your property taxes while you're alive. Then you sell the house, it gets paid off. People hated all these things. No one wanted to hear it. I'm not used to a hostile crowd. It was not a happy crowd. People don't want to sell their house. They have a lot of memories in their house. People don't want to take a reverse mortgage because I think somewhat rightfully they don't quite trust the industry. I think the industry has made a lot of strides over the last couple of years, has done a lot to reform things. Like, for example, you have a non-borrowing spouse now. I think the industry is making strides, but people still don't trust it. Then the property tax deferral, a lot of times our income is restricted, so that's a bit of a problem. Brokamp says, yeah, people do have very emotional attachments to the house and they are very uncomfortable with any concept that's similar to spending your house because then that's what's going to happen. Sassenbacher says, right, Brokamp, but clearly it's going to be the lifeline for millions of Americans. Sassenbacher said, as economists, we want to see people use their wealth in a linear, nice, orderly way. As an economist, I pull my hair out saying, come on, use this store of wealth. But as a person, I know that The Economist is a crazy one because people do have these attachments to their homes and that's normal. The Economist in me is frustrated, but the person does get it. When we finally received August HUD heckam endorsement data, one number jumped out. A 14% decline in retail heckam endorsements from July to August. We had 3,679 endorsements recorded in the month of August, by the way. But the question is, is this a contraction in volume just merely an anomaly or the beginning of a trend? Reverse Market Insights' John Lundy told Reverse Mortgage Daily in a recent interview, This is where I'm always hesitant to read too much into a single month's number. September endorsements should tell us if this is a trend or just a blip. I would say perhaps FHA case number assignments could provide us a hint. With endorsements typically lagging four months behind the case number assignment, we can look to April 6,463 HECM FHA case numbers compared to August 3,769 endorsements and we see roughly 57% or nearly 6 in 10 HECM applications ultimately funded and insured. We call that the pull-through rate. Now with May's case number assignments dropping about 8% September endorsements may linger around 3,800 units. That's my prediction. Now, with nearly half of August endorsements coming from Heckam to Heckam refinances, New View advisors Michael McCauley told Reverse Mortgage Daily, 2022 should be the year to focus on organic growth. Rates are not likely to go lower and home values are plateauing, leaving little room for legitimate refinance volume to continue. And I have to say, I couldn't agree more. The Heck of World Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, click on the banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join us. Is the housing market returning to normal? That's a question that was asked in a recent column in marketplace.org. If you've been waiting out the housing market, hoping it may return to something like normal. Well, we're not quite there. And there are signs that competition is loosening up a little bit. In fact, houses are staying on the market a few more days, and there's more new listings and fewer bidding wars. But some of that is seasonal as families return to school routines, and many are less inclined to make big purchases. So... What does a normal real estate or house buying season even look like anymore? In 2020, the usual seasonality of the housing market went out the window because the spring was so disrupted by the pandemic, said Daniel Hale, chief economist with Realtor.com. And then in the fall, when the housing market normally cools down, a lot of buyers and sellers were playing catch up and trying to make up for that missed spring home buying season. This year, after a truly crazy spring and summer, Hale expects some of the typical fall patterns to return. Where homes sit a little bit longer, sit for a little bit less than top dollar, yet the buyers still have a decent number of options to choose from, she said. In fact, she said this week is considered the best time to buy in major markets such as L.A., Denver, Boston, and New York City. Minneapolis agent Rashida Shelton with Keller Williams has noticed things are getting a little bit easier for borrowers. Instead of houses selling in two or three days, now we're seeing more inventory and homes are sitting longer, more like 20 or 30 days, folks. That's a big shift in that market. We're always away from the normal market, though according to Taylor Marr, lead economist with Redfin, when prices go up in single digits annually instead of double digits that we've been seeing, that would be a more normative market. What we're seeing is more homes are hitting the market every single week, and so that's relieving a little bit of the pressure, Mar said. What's amazing is just how much demand there is standing in line to snatch up those homes. And he doesn't expect that demand to cool much until mortgage and interest rates begin to rise. And there's always the question, are we going to see a boost in inventory now that foreclosure moratoriums have ended? I don't think we're going to see a wave of them come onto the market. REO properties will probably be trickling in. So don't look for a big surge in inventory. And don't forget, we have been underbuilding as a nation new homes, that is, for over a decade. So this pressure will continue for some time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. You can also listen and subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to return to HeckamWorld.com each week for our video commentary analysis, weekly blog articles, and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Be sure to check out today's final installment of our exclusive interview with Harlan Nicola, who faces the falsehoods and the fictions from Dave Ramsey when it comes to reverse mortgages. Have a great week.